Hello, thank you for joining us for the next message of our series, Breaking Free. Over the last few weeks, we have been exploring how the power of God brings about transformation in our lives. And today we're going to look at how the power of hope helps us break free from disappointment and despair. You who are gardeners probably know that the bulbs of certain flowers like daffodils and tulips are best planted in the fall. What's interesting is that these bulbs actually need the cold winter temperatures to spark the biochemical process required for them to flower in the spring. We plant them in the fall with confidence that despite the impending winter, we will see their beautiful blooms in the spring. That's hope, isn't it? But on those cold winter nights, we need to remember what's in store for the future. Hope is so vital in our lives as believers. It is the process of planting seeds now, trusting God has a harvest for us later. But I think it would be helpful to define what hope is. Any modern dictionary would define hope as a feeling of expectation or desire for something to happen. It's simply a wish that something we want will happen in the future. But we know biblical hope is something so much greater. It is a firm confidence that what God has promised will come to pass. Another way to say it is forward-looking faith. Our faith in who God is gives us confidence that what He has promised will be. In the Old Testament, there are several words for hope in the Hebrew, but two of the most common are yahal, which means to wait, and kava, which means expectation. The root of kava is the word for cord. The Bible Project describes it as when a cord is pulled and stretched. The tension in the cord is like the tension and expectation we feel as we wait for something to happen. Hope is that full assurance and anticipation that God's promises will be fulfilled. And God's promises are indeed why we have hope. There are literally thousands of promises in the Bible. But for today, I just want to highlight a few. First, we have the hope of eternity. We know John 3.16 says, Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And 1 Peter 1.4 calls it our inheritance, imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for us. Eternity with Christ gives us hope because we know this life is not forever. This broken world is temporary. The new heavens and the new earth will be made whole by Christ in His perfect timing. When we encounter the darkness of this world, hope helps us cling to a future without darkness. It makes us long for God's kingdom to come. Another promise of God that we can put our hope in is that we are in the process of being made like Christ. We are being sanctified or made holy in this walk with Him. It's a promise. Paul tells the church in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. God is at work in you through the Holy Spirit. And our hope as Christians is that he gives us the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Often God uses suffering to accomplish that work of sanctification in us. 
It's why James can say, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Our trials are producing in us steadfastness, a long-suffering patience, so that we may one day be perfect and complete. It's kind of like that picture of the cord being stretched and pulled. The tension there is uncomfortable at times, but in that waiting and stretching is where hope is found. The difficult thing I'm enduring right now is growing in me a character that is more like Christ. It is not wasted. It is being used by God to bear fruit in my life as I submit to Him by the Holy Spirit. My act of obedience now is an act of confident hope that He is at work in me. He is preparing me. He is sanctifying me. Whenever I feel overwhelmed by my weakness or my failure, I can trust that He who began a good work in me will bring it to completion. As I do, I'm planting seeds of hope. Romans 5, 4 and 5 says, We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. God uses suffering in our lives to develop endurance in us. That endurance of our faith develops our character, making us more like Christ. And that produces more hope. It's the cycle of hope. I'll talk more about that later. And what hope we have in God's promise to always be with us. In Matthew 8, 28, 20, Jesus said to his disciples, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Or one of the most beautiful Psalms, Psalm 139, that proclaims, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. He is with us forever and always. There is no prison, be it physical or mental, where God is not there with us, sustaining us. There is no depths of depression that he is not present there, right with us. Darkness doesn't scare God, for He is greater, and He will never let us go. Hope in Christ being with us means we have confidence we are not alone, and that He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He is with you in whatever you're going through, closer than you can imagine. Hope is a powerful instrument in the tool belt of the Christ follower. It's essential to living a spiritually healthy life. John Piper said, hope is like a reservoir of emotional strength. It's a place we pull from to keep us going, to give us purpose in the everyday moments of life. When I'm tempted to give in to the flesh, to, to lie or to act out of anger, hope reminds me there is an eternal satisfaction that is greater than the satisfaction of flesh in this moment. When I'm disappointed, something doesn't go as planned or a situation seems hopeless, Hope gives me reason to persevere for a better future. The author of Hebrews describes hope as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. Like an anchor is used for a boat, hope is the anchor that keeps us from drifting, that keeps us secure in the storms of life. 
And like an anchor, hope keeps us tethered to Christ. It lifts my eyes to Him and off of myself. It turns my focus from, this situation is hopeless, to God is all-powerful and in control. It turns my focus from, I am weak, I am a failure, to God is great and He is able to grow and change me. It turns my focus from the brokenness of this world to the God who is completely holy and good and one day will make all things new. Hope actually opens our eyes to the reality of our present based on God's promises for our future. Each time we look to Christ, again, we're planting those seeds of hope. But hope does something more. Hope actually helps in growing us to be more holy. Hope does something more. Hope actually helps us grow in holiness. As we grow in Christ-likeness, so too our hope grows for what God is able to do. It's the cycle of hope. Hope helps us walk in obedience. As we obey, we begin to see fruit. Fruit gives us new hope to obey and the cycle continues. I see this cycle of hope as a mom. Often being a mom means disciplining and training my kids in the same things over and over again without seeing any real change. I have to remind myself of the hope of motherhood, that I'm in it for the long haul. I have to choose hope that the repetitive training I'm doing now in my kids will bear fruit in their lives in the future. So I press on, and as I endure, God is growing fruit in me, fruit of patience and gentleness and self-control. And as I, as I see the fruit in my own life and perhaps glimpses in my children, this spurs me on, giving me new hope to keep going. But I'll be honest, I often get discouraged in motherhood. I often want the quick fix, the, the good behavior now instead of the true heart change that comes with discipling my children. I want to see the fruit of my labor now. What are the places in your life that are battlegrounds of hope? Where are you fighting for hope when your present circumstances give you no reason to? It may be the healing you've prayed and prayed for. It may be the problem in your marriage that you can't seem to fix. It may be the anxiety or depression you can't outrun. There is hope for every situation we might be facing. It's not always in the answer we're looking for, but there is always hope because God's promises are true and He is for us. Hope is a resource and a tool, but ultimately hope is a person. Our hope is Jesus Christ himself. The big story of the Bible is that Jesus is our only hope. From the creation of the world and its fall, God had a plan to restore all things. Despite the brokenness of the world and the irreparable sin of man, God gave us a hope. God promised the Israelites that there would be a deliverer, a Messiah, to come and restore all things. God was the only hope for a broken world, so He came Himself, becoming our hope. Hope for restored relationship, hope for eternal life, hope for the world. That's what we celebrate through the Advent season that we're about to enter into, that Jesus was the fulfillment of hope. On our own, we could do nothing to repair our brokenness, to make ourselves clean from our wrongdoing. We were utterly hopeless. But Jesus offers us hope that through Him, we can be made righteous. Through Him, we can have a restored relationship with God. Through Him, we can have eternal life. Peter called it our living hope. 
Christ's resurrection gives us new life. And in this new life, he is using our everyday acts of obedience to make us more like himself. Here and now, he is using our suffering, our trials, to grow our endurance and shape our character. Here and now, he is with us, leading us, and guiding us into the good works he has prepared for us to do, that all may have hope. For that is God's heart, that all may come to know this hope called Jesus. That should give us great hope too, that our efforts to disciple our children, to love our neighbors, to serve our communities, be it through a career or volunteering, these efforts are not in vain. Through sacrificing our own desires, our time, our money, we show those around us that we have a greater hope than the things of this world. When do you feel discouraged or prone to despair? Just scroll through the news headlines or turn on the TV and we're immediately confronted with the darkness of this world. I know for me, when I mess up, I can spiral down into shame so fast it can make my head spin. But Jesus is our hope, even in the darkest of moments. And we were not meant to endure alone. He continues to be our hope as we completely lean upon him. We were made to be dependent creatures and we have a good and loving Father who knows our need. We get to come back to Him again and again, clinging to our only hope. So let's talk about how we apply what we know about hope to our everyday lives. These are some practical ways we can remain anchored in hope. God's Word gives us hope because it is full of His promises to us promises to be with us, to sustain us, to guide us, to comfort us, to forgive us and restore us, to equip us. We need daily reminders, so devote regular time to reading scripture. Try writing out some of those promises that are most meaningful to you and post them on your mirror or above your kitchen sink. Or commit to memorizing a verse with your family or a friend so that when you are struggling during your day, Words of hope, God's promises, will come to mind. Romans 12, 12 says, Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Let's be constant in prayer. Throughout our day, we can be in conversation with Jesus. If I have an individual or a situation in my life that I feel hopeless about, when I begin to pray, my hope rises. Because as I praise God for all that He is, that He is all-powerful, that He is able to save, hope rises that He is at work in that person's life and He is able to rescue them. As I praise God that He is sovereign, that He's in control of that situation, hope rises that He has a bigger purpose and a plan. As I praise God that He is good, that He has allowed this present suffering, Hope rises that through it, He is growing and changing me to be more like His Son. We can preach hope to ourselves. The psalmist does this in Psalm 42, 5, saying, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation. I love how he talks to his own soul here, saying, What's up? Why are you cast down? we can encourage our own hearts to hope in God. Whether we're despairing a situation or faced with our own failure, we can preach hope to ourselves. We don't have to let a bad moment make for a bad day. 
and remember the cycle of hope as we lean into the Holy Spirit and what He's calling us to do, as we let God lead us in our day and respond with obedience, hope will rise as we see the good fruit from our obedience. We may not see that fruit today or tomorrow, but as we walk in step with the Spirit, we will grow in endurance, and that endurance will shape our character, and as our character forms to Christ, we will be sowing more seeds of hope. Hope is a beautiful gift from our God. It gives meaning and purpose to every moment of our day. It is the stuff that keeps us going, that helps us put one foot in front of the other. Above all, hope leads us to Christ, for He is our only hope. Outside my kitchen window, we have some daffodils planted, and every spring they are the very first flowers to bloom in our yard, ushering in springtime. I'm reminded in my parenting, as I break up another sibling squabble or attempt family devotions while cereal bowls spill or wash the dishes in the kitchen sink, again, that I am planting and tending those seeds of hope, and one day I'll get to enjoy those beautiful blooms. Put your hope in God and keep persevering. Keep taking steps with the Holy Spirit, responding with small acts of obedience, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. As we light the first Advent candle, let's celebrate the great hope we've been given in Christ and ask the Father to increase our hope for all that He has in store for us. What are we tempted to put our hope in other than God, either by our flesh or the messages of the world? What examples can you share of how hope helps you in everyday obedience? What does it mean to preach hope to ourselves? If someone is willing to share, when do you feel most hopeless? What other promises of God give you hope in your everyday life? Let's pray for any situations that seem hopeless and for God to increase our hope this Advent season.